each of you, and I hope that you are already receiving the goodness of God. We have experienced it this morning, uh, this morning with our three that were baptized. Uh, we experienced it last night in the, um, what do we call that? The release party for Abby and her new CD. Uh, a great time last night, and we are just delighted to have each of you here today. Now, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I asked in the first service, what was the word I preached about last Sunday? Let's just say they didn't get it right. So, I'm going to tell you what the word was last week. So we have none of that. I preached on adoption. Remember that now? Adoption, okay. All right, here's the word for today. I'm not going to be as lenient next week, okay? Next week, or this week, today, I'm preaching on forgiveness. Forgiveness. And one of the reasons, and I'd be perfectly honest, as I was searching and looking at words, and, and, and I said, you know, this, this is for me. Because forgiveness, we all say, yes, preacher, we need to forgive, but forgiveness is very hard to do, isn't it? True forgiveness. Now, the forgiveness we get from God through His Son, Jesus Christ, is a miraculous and wonderful gift that is for everyone who will accept it. But when it comes to us and forgiving people, sometimes, well, let's just say we're not as forgiving. Dwight L. Moody, Dwight L. Moody, a great preacher of a couple decades ago, said this. He said, I believe that the sin that is causing Christians more difficulty than any other is the sin of an unforgiving spirit. And he goes on to say, he believes that sin, more than any other sin, was holding back the power of God in our prayer, in our hearts, and in the lives of people. And so today, think about it. Forgiveness. What are we harboring in our hearts today? What about some of the heartaches and some of the hurt that has happened with us? And really, we haven't dealt with it. We do like I do sometimes. We put it over there, wherever that is. And we just walk away from it. But it's always there. We think we can walk away from it. We think we can go on our, in our lives, but it's over there. Forgiveness, you say, well, I don't always have to do it. Well, today we're going to find out exactly what we need to do. And so I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18. And I'm going to read verses 21 through 35. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 21. Give you a moment to find it. It is also on the screen. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 21. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sinned against me? As many as seven times. I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. 
For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wants to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, one who owed 10,000 talents. Today's equivalent, equivalent, it equals today, $53 million. Okay, just to give you some idea. Who owed 10,000 talents was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to pay it back, the master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debts. And this, the servant fell face down before him and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you everything. Then the master of the servant had compassion, released him, and forgave him the loan. The servant went out found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him, started choking him, and said, Pay what you owe. At this, the fellow servant fell down and began begging him, Be patient with me, and and I will pay you back. But he wasn't willing. Instead, he went and threw him into the prison until he could pay what was owed. And when the other servants saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then after he was summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have mercy on your fellow servant as I have mercy on you? And because he was angry, his, his master banned him, handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly Father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brother or sister from your heart. When we stop and we think, Here was a servant that owed a sum that, in my mind, how in the world would he have ever paid that back? I think about us, you and I. The sin debt that we have today, how would you and I have paid that back? There's no way that we would have been able to, but God sent his only begotten son to this world to forgive us of a debt. There was no way that we were ever going to pay it back or could pay it back, but Jesus died for us. Then we turn around and we would not forgive someone else because they owed us a smaller sum of money. As we think of this parable, as we think of this story, let's not forget the importance to be released from a debt. And those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, I want you to see that we have been released of a debt. I want us to realize what sin can do. How sin can bind us, how sin can can keep us in places we don't want to be. 
We need to be willing to forgive, but when we're not willing, we need to see the consequences of that. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. It cost our Lord Jesus Christ, as you read that verse, it cost our Lord Jesus Christ the precious blood of Jesus Christ. For God to forgive us of our sins. When we think of the cost, when we think of what took place, how God gave his only begotten son to forgive you and, for, and, and to forgive me, for, to give, forgive us, then it cost. It cost big time. This morning I want us to see some of the reasons why we need to forgive This morning, I want you to realize that today, if you're harboring a hurt in your heart, something or somebody who's done something wrong, I know you're thinking, well, preacher, I didn't do it, they did it. And I will not forgive them. Do you hear your voice? Do you hear the hatred? Do you hear the bitterness? Do you hear those things? Oh, well, I wouldn't have done that, preacher. It's not that bad. They're just over there, and I'm not going over there anymore. Forgiveness. Well, one of the reasons we should ask for forgiveness, or we should forgive one another, because, number one, let's not forget, God has forgiven you. Amen? And if God forgives you, then how should that teach us to forgive others? We had a debt, and he forgave it. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, another verse you might come back to in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Be ye kind, tenderhearted, or as you see in in the, the CSB, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. You see, doing the very thing that God has done for us. We're willing to accept God's forgiveness, but we're not, a, we're not willing to forgive others. Once there was a lady, she was visiting in a town. And remember the days when if you had to have blood at the hospital, many times they wanted you to find donors to replace that blood. Well, this lady was visiting in a, a neighboring town, and, and she became ill and had to have surgery, and, and she was going to have to have a couple units of blood, and she didn't know what to do because she was in an area that she wasn't familiar with. And a couple of days, she got a note, and the nurse told her, well, your blood, your blood was taken care of. And she opened the note, and this is what the note says. We gave our blood for you because Jesus gave his blood for us. And that makes you stop and think, doesn't it? Makes you stop and think. And what it was was that two men, and I don't know how they found out about it, but from their church found out that this lady needed blood. They went down to the hospital, took their time, went down to the hospital, gave blood, and said, and just wrote this little note, because what Jesus has done for us, we do this for you. Do you think that lady's going to forget that? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You see, we need to give forgiveness because Jesus forgave us. Second, if you do not forgive, and here's the one we need to realize, if we do not forgive, you shut, your, you shut yourself out 
of the forgiveness of God. You shut out the forgiveness of God. Now think about that for a moment. In Matthew 6.15 it says, If you don't forgive men their trespasses against you, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses against him. So when you stop and you think about that, I know. As a pastor, forgiveness, you'd say, oh, pastors, they have no problems. You know, they they do everything right. (laughs) Forgiveness. Do you think in the course of a pastor's life he would have someone say some things that would hurt him? Yeah. And then that pastor has to come to grips. Am I willing to forgive them? That's real. That's real. You see, we all have to deal with that. Well, I'm putting them over there. Where does that get you? Well, they're over there. I don't have to deal with them. Now, one of the things in LaBelle, have you ever tried to avoid someone in a small town like LaBelle? It just doesn't work, does it? You're going to run into everybody. You're going to run in, especially the one you're trying to avoid. That's why I think God has a sense of humor. I, I, that's why because God's just putting them there. Just putting them there. And what are you going to do? You see, we've got to be willing. Because we don't want to shut out the forgiveness of God. We also want to realize the emotional danger when we are not willing to forgive. You see, in the Roman jails, not only were these men put in jail they were put in chains in the jail they were hooked to the walls or the floor or whatever but they were in chains these chains held them in place now we go into our modern day jails today i don't think that you would see chains prisoners in chains but a lot of the prisoners would tell you Some of them, they mean a lot, but some of them will tell you, because of their hatred, because of their bitterness that they develop because they would not forgive, is part of the reason they're in there. That's why some of them have taken someone's life because the hatred and the bitterness grew so much, they took someone else's life. And it's like they're in chains. And the question I brought to myself was, When I'm not willing to forgive, have I put myself in chains? Am I causing myself emotional damage because I am not willing? And when I'm not willing, bitterness is something that will grow inside of us, inside of me. And let me tell you, it will eat you. Many times, if we allow bitterness to take its natural course, it will eat through you, and what you do is usually not the God thing. 
You see, we need to be willing to, to recognize that and, and, and leave our gift at the altar and, and say, Lord, help me with this. And God, I seek forgiveness and, and move in the direction that he wants for us. You see, forgiveness is something that is required and, of God and he wants us to forgive freely. I know when a person has wronged you, it is hard, it is difficult, it is a process. But forgiveness, forgiving freely. We also need to see the importance of forgiving fully. Not just part of the way, just not enough to cover it up. Don't pretend, well, it don't matter anyway. It does matter. We need to forgive fully. We need to give finally. We need to say, Lord, I, I, I just give it all to you. Lord, I, I, I've asked the person to forgive me. And I have dealt with it, Lord. But, you know, sometimes we want to take it back and we want to hold on to it and we want to do our own thing. But we need to be willing to say, Lord, finally, I just give it up. You see, because we will never be free until we seek forgiveness. And what happens when we do seek forgiveness and we truly seek forgiveness, we will experience a release. We will experience a peace for the first time. We will realize how much that unforgiveness was tying us up inside. And when we finally deal with it, we'll find this peace. We say, man, I did not realize how much in bondage, how much in hatred or how much in bitterness or how much freedom I was missing until I released it all. And confessed it to my God and to those around me. But we also need to see how God, when we truly ask for forgiveness, how reconciliation happens. Being reconciled. Many of you have heard uh, Adrian Rogers. He's the pastor in Memphis, Tennessee. Adrian Rogers tells the story of a close minister friend of his. They, they went to school together. They grew up together. And early in their ministry, his friend said some untruths about Adrian Rogers. And it hurt Adrian. And, and at first, he said, man, just let him go his way. I'm going to go my way. You know, I'm not going to confront him. He goes, and finally, he said, God just convicted me that I needed to go to him. He said, look, you hurt me that day. You hurt me when you said those things. And I don't know why you said them. But I just want you to know right now I forgive you. Adrian Rogers goes on and tells the story that through that, through his willingness to go and say, okay, I forgive you. He said their friendship began to heal. He said their, their friendship came together. And he said even to the day that Adrian died, he said they were the closest friends. Now, I know that doesn't always happen, but, you know, sometimes it does. Reconciliation. But you think about what Christ does. And Christ is in the reconciliation business, putting us back together. And then in a miracle what he can do. There's nothing that limits him. And then sometimes when true forgiveness takes place within individuals, a revival breaks out because all of that bitterness and hatred and, 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 quote, not talking about it and grudges and all those things are removed and the Spirit of God is able to flow again and a revival takes place. 
You see, forgiveness, unforgiveness, it's important. Yeah, it's hard. But go back and think about where you would be if Christ hadn't forgiven you. Me. Think about that. And he forgave me. He forgave you. Then realize what we need to do. In doing that, we allow the Spirit of God to have victory and have peace. In our world today of all the confusion and unknown, there's still peace to be found with God. Amen? In a relationship with Him, to have that peace, and this morning it is my prayer that we would experience that as well. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for guiding us today. Lord, may we take this passage in Matthew and read it and apply it to our hearts. And Lord, we look forward to seeing the reconciliation, the revival, the release that can take place when forgiveness is abound.